are digital nomads. We work anywhere. We're not limited by location. We're not limited by self-belief. We are works in progress. I'm Beck Power, and this is the Nomad Me Podcast. What's up, team? This is Beck. Today, I'm interviewing Chelsea Baldwin, who is a digital nomad copywriter. I ask her about how to get gigs, how to pitch, how to get started copywriting, all your copywriting questions answered just now. Let's do this. All right, Chelsea Baldwin is on the show today. What's up, Chelsea? Hey, how are you? I am doing excellently. Just woke up here in uh, in Bangkok. I'm starting to get into the day a little bit. You are the first of six interviews today, which I'm excited about. It's going to be a big day. Nice. Um, where are you located right now, Chelsea? I am in Asheville, North Carolina in the mountains, sort of on the east coast of the U.S. Wicked. I just, uh, as I just said to you before, I've never been anywhere in the middle of that area. Um, but it sounds, it sounds awesome. And you're, you're, you said you're there for a little bit now, right? Yeah, so I came back uh, to the U.S. in, let's say, like, tw- end of 2015-ish. And then I just kind of decided to settle here for a little while. Cool. Well, um, you, you, are, we're going to be talking about copywriting today, but, but I want to know how you, like you said, you were nomadic for a little bit. How did that start and end more or less? Yeah. So, um, when I was in university, I was a part of this student organization called ISEC and they set up, uh, these international internships for students and recent graduates. So um, I did one while I was a student, but after I graduated, I decided to do another one, and that took me to India. Um, To make a really long story short, the internship turned into this sort of longer-term job, and uh, that job sort of allowed me to, like, be in India, to travel around that country, to Nepal and Thailand while I was working there. Um, But then I decided to quit my at some point and then backpacked around India went to Brazil and South America and yeah um, that's how I got into it and then transitioned from that into freelancing while traveling yes cool how did you find how did you find your first clients um after while I was still a student, I started writing a little bit for newspapers, a little bit online, and it just kind of grew slowly from there. Like I was, um, for a while, I was still looking for like the traditional job that people tell you to look for after you get a degree. Yeah. Um, but I was doing either freelancing always in some capacity on the side. So I always kind of had this little side. I was hardly ever doing it because I was working full time. I still had that presence and that essence going on. Um, so then when I transitioned out, I already knew how to, you know, kind of get a client, um, how to work with them remotely. Um, so it was because I started that early, I just kind of always had my hand in it and it was easier to start grabbing on I needed more. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So you must have, how much experience would you say you have copywriting? I mean, it's definitely your zone of expertise. Like 10 years, I started writing professionally in 2008. Um, while I was still a student, I was doing like some little internship thingies. 
while I was um, so I got practice there and now it's 2018 so 10 years later so like a whole decade now wow that always sounds way longer right? a decade it's like oh crap I know <laughs> you look back and you're like wait that's been 10 years ago <laughs> exactly well um so when you talk about copywriting what are we talking about because there's types of copywriting um i don't know what they all are yeah so the type of copywriting that i do is i focus a lot on websites so in my job that i had in india i was very like content and marketing focused my roles were very like content director you know overseeing the company's marketing so it was all based on the website because all our marketing was digital and online. Um, and I started to really see how much good copy made such a difference. So then I wanted to transition into doing that for myself. Um, so I write websites, landing pages, email funnels, things people used to like get their message out to people to get attention, to market themselves, to sell things. Um, you know, that's really what I like to focus on is to help people get that attention and sort of, you know, build that audience, um, get people interested and loyal to you and your voice and your brand um, and sort of help that build their business. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. Um, it's definitely something that I'm working on my business right now because it's, you know, after a while it comes to your attention that, wait a second, the page that's supposed to be selling the thing is not selling the thing. Like, how can I make it sell the thing? Um, and I, I mean, I don't know how you want to like structure this. I'm happy to like ask you questions, um, about my, like we can do a case study. No, um, like <laughs> how, how, what is the, your secret sauce and you, you know, uh, as much as you can give away, um, yeah, how, yeah. To make, how to make copy from like super boring and just explaining what the product does to like making someone uh -huh. be like, whoa, I need this because we've all experienced like yeah. blah, blah, blah copy. Yeah. And then literally the other day I bought a book for $30 on like an ebook for $30. I was like, why am I paying $30 for this book? This is crazy. Like I sell a book for like I have $17 and no one reads it and is like, whoa. And like, you know, do you know what I mean? Um, so how yeah. is that secret sauce? Yeah. So I actually teach a workshop on exactly this, but it's like an in-person thing. Um, but I will say like a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs, especially who are not writers have this, it's hard to say what you really want to say and to have like that heart and emotion behind it that you have behind your business, but mm -hmm. it just doesn't get across on page. Right. Exactly. Like that's the problem most people are facing. Um, so what I teach and what I do when I'm doing this for a client is like, like some different writing exercises that kind of get you out of your own head. Um, thinking like, Oh, I have to write a sales page. Like, mm -hmm. um, so it's basically like a brainstorm of lots of different things. And then you go back and you put like, like the sales page or the homepage or whatever the product description, whatever it is, you go back and put that together with the stuff that you've written that you haven't put all this pressure on yourself with. Right. So one thing, um, like if somebody is really trying to improve a page, the thing that I always usually start with, especially with people who are not writers, is I tell them to like pick out, like pick out a phrase that's on their website that they hate or they don't love or they feel like it's jargony and 
everyone else is saying that in their niche. Um, so if you take this phrase, whatever it might be, it's usually very high level, very jargony, like you kind of know what it means, but then you kind of don't really know what it means. And you know really what it means because you're so close to your business, but the people who you're trying to get attention of and sell to, it's just this kind of topic that's kind of out here. They don't really grasp it. Mm -hmm. uh, and the way to kind of get them to grasp it, to get their attention is to take this phrase, you know, we can work through an example if you want to, and then ask yourself, okay, how does this play out in real life? And then you just get, you just brainstorm and you get like as detailed as you possibly can um, with this. And you, you kind of brainstorm a number of different things and then you come up and you have this copy that you can then go back and put in to your page. And sometimes it's a little bit longer, sometimes not, but um, I know people are afraid of longer pieces of copy, but because I think people don't read, but people don't read online when they're bored. <laughs> But exactly. if you can get their attention with something like this, that's like really detailed and they're like, oh my God, yes, they're going to keep reading, right? So it's okay if it's like a sentence longer or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So you're explaining this jargony phrase out into something that people will actually understand. I know I do the yeah, yeah. More detail, it takes it, you know, for lack of a better phrase, ironically, because I'm a writer, like into more like average Joe English for mm -hmm. people who are not as close to your work as you are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I read recently, I don't know if you know it, um, I, well, this book will teach you to write better by Neville Medora. Do you know that guy? Yeah. I, um, I haven't read his book, but I know his website. Yeah. 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 It's like, so it's, it's what you're saying. It's like, you just write out literally it's, it sounds so dumb because you made a whole book about it, but it's like literally just write down, you know, in like how you would speak rather than like trying to make all these like sound posh and all this make stuff sound good. Just write it. Yeah. Like how you would tell your buddy over a beer. And yeah. Uh, yeah. It's exactly what you're saying. It's like, take that sentence, throw it away, you know, like just take out all the other crap that you're trying to like fluff it out with and just say exactly what you would tell your friend. So. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Because I had a client recently who had a case study. She was trying to make more interesting. And this case study was in this like really dry, boring niche. Mm -hmm. um, and I wasn't writing it for her. I was coaching her through it. But I, I told her like, just do this exercise for your writing a little mini chapter book for like a kid and try to make this story that you're telling exciting because there were some juicy details of the story but because of the niche and like all the phrasing that goes along with the technical stuff because this is a very technical thing mm -hmm. um you just got bogged down by those words and that, so I told her like you know try to write it like you're writing a little kid's book and then you know that's not going to be your end thing it's not going to be in the case study itself but it's going to get you out it's going to draw you out of it and then it's going to be more interesting. You have something that feels fresh and exciting to work with rather than this thing that's just five paragraphs and boring. Right? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good like reminder. There's so, you know, there are a lot of weird dry niches that it's just like, oh, how do you write about this? You know, it's like yeah. um, plumbing supplies yeah. or stuff like that. It's like, how do you even yeah. make that I mean, sound? But 
you can like there are loads of i mean i can't i don't want to say loads of but there are some really hilarious examples of people who have done amazing stuff with really dry niches yeah definitely yeah and you have to kind of punch it up with humor or like a sense of adventure like i was trying to get her to get this like sense of adventure into this case study um but yeah you have to look for those things and draw them out and i guess like you said before just your your competition is writing certain stuff and most of them are writing the same stuff so making it sound super different than what everyone else is saying in like, it doesn't, I mean, it, it's better in a fun, if you do it in a funny way, yeah. right? but if you just make sit, like set it aside, so it's different. Yeah. Like you said, like an adventure or. Yeah. Right. Because if the people, the idea is just to like get the attention and to keep it because if you're saying the same thing as everybody else, especially if people are like researching and they're having these multiple tabs open and everybody sounds pretty much the same. They don't really know who or which company to go with. But the one that's about the one that is memorable is the one that they're going to remember. And so you want to be memorable in a way that matters to them. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Um, do you have any examples of a page with like or a website with a really good copy? I'm trying to remember what one would be um uh it's hard to think off the top of my head i know <laughs> what i'll do is i'll put i'll think of one and put it in the show notes uh for anyone who's listening to this because you know sometimes you just come across a website that you're like lol how did this even like what did, what the heck um do you have a like a facebook group or anything like that for copywriting or do you recommend any i don't have a facebook group um, I have a group, but it's not on Facebook. Um, I know a couple people, I know one lady just had a good one, but she shut it down because it wasn't, it was too much. Um, I know the one that's coming to the top of my head for writing specifically is, um, I, let me check it because I'm not you, you sure. It. I, I've got one that I want to share um, for everyone. It's called the Charm Offensive. It's like a hilarious. It's the guy I just paid him 30 bucks for an ebook. Um, it's, okay. it's just so like amusing and uh, it teaches you to write in a way that, especially it's for really good for, it's actually not for website copy. It's for like emails specifically and a lot mm -hmm. of cold emailing because I've been emailing out lately. And um, after I read the book, I got like a way better response than I did when I um, uh, when I just started randomly emailing like normal in normal language. So Charm Offensive is that group, and I'll put the link in the show notes. DigitalNomad.me. Yeah, there is one, and I just looked at the about, and I can't tell if it's because it's a fellow copywriter that has a group, and I can't tell if it's for his course members only, I'm not taking his course, but we like work together on things sometimes. So I'm in it. Um, I can double check him to see if it's open to people. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Just let me know. We can put it in the show notes. Um, you guys can check that out. If you want to become a better copywriter, you have to, you know, you can't like generate it just from your brain. Do you know what I mean? It's so important to learn from yeah. people who are really good at it and who have, proven that they're good at it 
I've honestly literally been trying to generate copywriting for my brain for years and have not, <laughs> have not gotten anywhere. I mean, uh, even if I don't do it, I have these like set of exercises that I take myself through to get to good copy rather than mm. just, I mean, I might be better than the average person at sitting down and just writing, but when I want to write something really, really good and catchy, I don't just sit down and start writing. I sit down and write through exercises. Yes, that's a genius tip because um, I always thought that I would just be able to like, um, it's like think yeah. of the, just think of the stuff, write it down. And, um, but copywriters don't even do that. You know, like I'm expecting just to be like this, have this magical, no, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Um, Dana. Like, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say like any sort of like creative endeavor. Creativity is about like putting blocks together and not just making something. Um, and it's the same with writing. You kind of get your building blocks and then you build this thing and you, you know, you don't just like build it. Mm. If that makes sense. Like all kind of creativity, I think is that way. Yeah, I think, um, and I'm just speaking for myself right now, but I think that I'll say people, but it's just myself. I really lazy when it comes to that stuff. And for me, I'm just like, yeah, like just write out what I can think of. Cause I'm in a hurry. Sales page is done live. You know, it's like, that doesn't, when we interviewed um, Dana Derricks last year for EcomCon, he's like um, he's an excellent copywriter, mostly for funnels with ClickFunnels, and mm-hmm. and I'm I was listening. I want to learn like how are you so excellent? And he's like, oh well, I write a hundred. Um, he goes, oh bored, I think, but he write he said he writes a hundred topic uh, like headline ideas. He'll write a hundred of them. He'll sit down and write a hundred headline ideas, and then just like pick the best one and like mash them and stuff uh-huh. i'm like okay that makes sense i literally would just write the first one that comes into my head and then expect that it's going to do something like yeah i actually teach people to write 25 headlines mm. uh, and i got that idea from uh upworthy i don't know if you remember that website it was like yeah yeah i remember it. 2014-ish really popular mm-hmm. um but they had good clickable headlines in Facebook and not too clickbaity, but like good headlines. Mm. And I remember that. And this was when I was like working um, as a content director and I had teachers to write um, for the web who were like on my team. And they put out, Upworthy put out this sort of slide share. Uh, I can send you the link to it. It's still online on like how to make something go viral. And that was one of their biggest editorial guidelines was you have to write 25 headlines. <laughs> um, we started doing that and I started making people do it and they hated me for it, but yeah. you got good headlines because yeah. after you get the obvious stuff out, which is like say five to 10 headlines, you get creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. And the headline is even the most important thing because people are never going to see your copy unless they click on your headline in the first place. And so if you're just throwing out these random headlines and spending all this time on copy, well, like the headline is arguably the most important piece to get them there in the first place. Yeah, it's definitely important. All right. Well, um, that I feel like, I feel like that's a a good summary of what we need for copywriting today. Do you want to jump over into the um, quick fire round? Sure. Do you know what that means? <laughs> it means you ask me questions. There you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I always I don't know if I ever explain that at any point in like the podcast booking process. I'm like, hey, I'm just gonna do this quick fire round. People are like, what? 
Um, I've heard it on your podcast before. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, of course. Yeah, cool. Um, so we're doing the quick fire round. Let's get started. Um, what, as a copywriter or not, actually, let's just go like personal, whatever. What's your favorite book or genre if you can't pick? Ooh. My favorite book, I don't even know. Um, God, that's a hard question. I know. No one can really deal with it. So do you have like a favorite genre or? I am huge. <laughs> I'm a huge self-help nerd. Me too, yeah. I love reading self-help books yeah. about all the topics, all the things, <laughs> like anything. I'm like a total geek. Like I've got two sitting here on my desk right now. Oh, what have you got on your desk? That's um, I have asking it is given, which is like, you know, like the classic Abraham Hicks book. Uh-huh. And I have a book on it's actually written by a friend, um, like a colleague here in Asheville about um, it's just like a compilation of his blog posts, basically about meditation in the mind and like finding peace in the moment, that sort of stuff. Cool. Yeah. I, also, I also love that niche. Um, all right. Where, what is a time that you um, like overcame a struggle or like a real low point? Do you have a low point that you kind of got through and felt like a sense of holy shit achievement? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I've had a handful of low points, um, but I think one in particular, I remember feeling really defeated, like in my business, like things weren't going my way. Um, stuff wasn't quite happening the way I wanted it to. And I got to the point where I was like, oh, just screw it. I'm going to try to get a job. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Um, and this was when I sort of started learning the principles of like the law of attraction and manifesting and this stuff. And I put out an app like I filled I made a job application like sent in a, a what are those called cover letter and resume for the position those, those stupid <laughs> things yeah, yeah um, for like this cool company for a cool remote position and then I don't remember if I heard back from that but then I did get an offer like within a couple of days from this other really cool company to work for them. And I was like, Oh, so what I put out there does come back to me. Um, and I feel like I had gotten to the point like one or two times before where I felt like struggling in my business. And then I put out a job application and then that was when I broke through to like what I needed to break through to. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that specifically because I was going on a walk like day taking a break and it just dawned on me because I just gotten that um offer to work for this company because I saw my stuff and liked it um and I was like oh okay so if that worked and I wasn't even trying I guess I can try it for what I actually want to happen mm. and make it work and I did and so that was that felt really good it felt very like empowering that's really cool. Yeah. I, I often find when I start something or like intend to like, I guess it you could call it focusing on something, what you focus on, you know, like it mm-hmm. uh, has a tendency, things have a tendency to start. It's kind of like momentum, right? Things start happening. You're like, wow, I didn't even 
I don't even know. Yeah. Like, if I'm not on Twitter for ages and then like I'm suddenly on there for five minutes, like no, I, get, I don't get any followers and I'm on there for five minutes and things start like, I don't know, like things start like building up. That's a weird example actually. But Yeah, well, it's like what you put your focus on is what you kind of attract back to yourself. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, awesome. So uh, what is your favorite country to nomad in slash just your favorite country to be in? Yeah, I really liked traveling through India. I loved how it was easy to just like get on a train or a bus. Like the transportation there is, there are so many options. There are so many ways you can always find a way to get where you want whenever you want. Mm-hmm. And that was just so easy. Like I wish it was like that here in the U.S., but it's not. <laughs> God, it would be so amazing, right? Um, I really liked it. And it was like this really diverse country and all of these things. They, um yeah i loved traveling there it was a lot of fun india is not somewhere i've ever been and i always hear about india that you either love it or you hate it yeah i'm like terrified to find out which is and you always hate the first week as well so (laughs) like i was there for a long time and everybody that i saw come in as like a foreigner and expat Mm -hmm. hated the first week but then they some people actually hated it so much that they ended up leaving. Mm-hmm. But most people, like if you have that sort of travel bug in you, you start to like it. And yeah, it grows on you. That's really cool. Did you, were you on your own for part of that trip or were you always with a group? Um, I went alone and I did a lot of solo travel there. I, a lot of times, like on the weekends, I would travel with a few friends. Um, like when I was living and working and then we would go out on the weekends to places around. Um, I had legs of like, after I quit my job, I would travel solo and then I would travel for a friend for a little, with a friend for a little bit. Yeah. So a little bit of both. Cool. Um, what is a cause that you care about? Um, cause that I care I care a lot about the environment um it's something that really strikes me and stuck with me um after I left India I went to Brazil and one of the cool things that I did in Brazil was I got to see the rainforest but while we were driving in and out they're like burning these trees down and it's like this place is like the lungs of the planet and we're burning it down for cattle for meat Mm -hmm. um crazy it doesn't make any sense um and you know they're burning these things down you can see these like little exotic birds like not having a place to go uh so that was it was really interesting and it really struck me and um yeah I remember having some profound moments there like you know this planet is what we have and it's no joke in taking care of it so I really care about having compassion towards it um and doing what we can to take care of it. Cool. Good cause. I agree with that one. Um, what is your, I always, I always ask the final question, what's your advice? And it's usually for people who want to be nomads, um, which you can feel free to answer that. Or uh, alternatively, what's your advice for someone who is looking to become a copywriter and is not sure where to start? Uh, what was the second one? I'm sorry, it kind of oh, cut out. Kind of, yeah. 
Um, so I usually ask people what uh, their advice is for nomads just starting out, but I thought potentially you might be more interested in answering what uh, is your advice for someone who wants to become a copywriter and wants to get copywriting jobs to be a nomad, but isn't sure how to get started as a copywriter. Yeah. Um, so to get copywriting jobs, I would say first and foremost, like get a website and get up a portfolio, no matter how basic it is, even if it's just one page, like your website's always a work in progress. And the important thing is to have something. And once you have something, then you're motivated to, you know, make it up to your standards. So you will keep working on it. Um, and I would say do what you can for a portfolio. If you don't have one yet, um, make some stuff, like make examples that you would write for a company if a company hired you. Um, make an example of a website that you would write in a niche if there's a particular niche that you want to write for. And then just start applying to jobs. So most likely you won't have contacts yet. You won't if you're just starting from nothing. So you'll need to kind of look for jobs. I think um, the pro blogger job board is probably the best one that I know of that's free to access. I got a lot of really good clients there when I, um, before I kind of built up my business to where it's a lot mostly referral based or inbound leads. Um, so that is the job board that I would recommend over other things like I think, was it called Odesk now or something? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I know they have like all these different names um, mm. and then Merge and stuff. Like um, you can get clients there, but it's a lot harder to get good ones, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I, I really like the pro blogger job board. Um, I have, yeah, like I've gotten some good quality clients that lasted a long time. Um, they're not my clients anymore but this was years ago and I think I do occasionally check it because I work with some people who are also copywriters um and it still seems to have that high quality so uh, yeah I would suggest that job board and just you know keep applying to jobs and get jobs and then you know learn how to work with clients and yeah once you start building things up you start getting a um portfolio your name is online on these different if you write blogs it's on blog posts um then it, it starts to build upon itself and before i won't say before you know it because it does take time but then you look back in a few years and you see like oh okay now i have people actually coming to me mm. and it's much easier um and it's much more enjoyable and you can raise your rates and it's all it's good so awesome start basic and grow Mm, right. Gotcha. Um, all right. Well, where can people find uh, you online? Where, where can people connect with you? Yeah. So my website is getcopypower.com. Um, and, and from there, um, I have a freebie people can sign up for to consistently hear from me if they want to, or there's also ways from there you can find uh, my YouTube channel, Facebook page, Twitter, that kind of stuff. Awesome. Nice and easy. Chelsea, it's yeah. been great having you on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in today. If you love Nomad Me, make sure to leave your good review on iTunes. Every week, I select a reviewer to win a lifetime Nomad Fly membership for free. All the show notes can be found at digitalnomad.me. 
See you tomorrow.